When you drive the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power, you can stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see yourself behind the wheel of the brand ranked number one in dependability by J.D. Power. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Kia received the fewest reported problems among all brands in the J.D. Power 2022 U.S. Vehicle Dependability Study based on 2019 models. See jdpower.com slash awards for 2022 details. What is going on? Hey, welcome to the Shaleen Show. This is a Car Smart Edition, which means I'm recording it in my car, which also means you're going to need to put your seatbelt on because we are going for a ride. Yep, we're doing it. We're going for a ride. Actually, I'm heading home right now from the gym. So that reminds me. I'm happy. I'm so happy right now. I'm very happy. I'm happy, 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 happier. I'm at least 1% happier because I have been following through on making those little tiny micro changes, being aware of the things that affect my happiness or put me in a bad mood. Little things, not big things, not talking about like dealing with traumas or family and stuff like that. I'm just talking about like little things that I can control, little things that I can do that help me to be happy that I can be aware when I'm doing these things, it puts me in a bad mood or when I allow these things to happen, it puts me in a bad mood. Okay. So the first one, which I talked about last Friday was that I am no longer going to respond to any messages that come in on my phone during me time. My me time is the gym. I always put my phone on focus mode or work mode. That means I don't get notifications. However, I still was like between sets when you're sitting there, like kind of letting your muscles rest, I would still like just go, Hmm, this, you know, is there any quick message I need to respond to? So it was my own behaviors and those quick messages never ended up being quick messages. Sometimes they did, but more often than not, I would find myself like looking for a file or responding to an email, like just dumb things. So it's been two weeks now that I've put that in place two weeks or a week. I don't remember. Yeah. Two weeks. Wait. Yeah, it's probably been two weeks I started doing this. Not quite. Anyways, doesn't matter. I did it solid this week. And right now I'm leaving the gym and I'm in such a good mood because I have been doing that. It makes a huge, huge difference. The thing that I'm going to do differently this week to be 1% happier, and I'm just going to keep adding every single week. And I I might even like each week just do a little reminder because I don't want to forget. And you guys know I've got a really bad memory. And so I don't want to forget that I'm doing this. Like one of you reminded me the other day, they're like, Hey, Shalene, what happened to that whole, you're going to take Sundays off of social media. I'm like, yeah, I forgot about that. I just forgot. I literally forgot. If I don't have somebody keeping me accountable, I forget things. So don't let me forget on Fridays from now on, I'm going to give you the thing that I'm doing to make myself 1% happier. So this week, the thing that I'm adding, so I'm going to keep stacking these one on top of each other for the next 52 weeks. The thing that I've added this week is I've started making my to-do list at night. And here's why, because I realized in the morning, sometimes I feel rushed. Sometimes I feel like I, I want the list to be longer. I don't know. I just was like, huh, I wonder what would happen if I just start making that list at night, at least starting the list at night. So I started doing that this week and it's making me happier. So that's week one, week two. How is that going for you? Did you think about it? I did a podcast on it earlier this week. I also did a podcast about 
sibling conflict. I don't want to call it sibling rivalry because that's different. Even though there might be some sibling rivalry in there, there's definitely jealousies that I think can extend into our adult relationships. I hope I'm the oldest and I'm the golden child. Just kidding. (laughs) I don't actually know who the golden child is in our family. It's probably my little brother. I don't know. I don't know how you define golden child, but I don't think there's any rivalry with my brothers and sisters. I don't feel it. And it's interesting, like Brett and his brother, Rob, maybe it's an older sibling thing. Like Brett doesn't have any rivalry whatsoever about his brother. Like when his brother, he spent like 10 or 12 years in the NFL. He was a quarterback. And, you know, people would always ask me like, oh, you know, is your husband pretty jealous of his brother? I'm like, what? No. Why would you be jealous of a family member's success? But I guess it does happen. I can't imagine. Like, my sister is so freaking successful, and she has this amazing life, and they've got multiple properties, and she's got, you know, a great family, and she's beautiful, and has an incredible body, and she's tall, and she's the sweetest, kindest, nicest person in the whole world. My sister is literally the nicest person I have ever met. I could only hope to be as nice as her. I mean compared to her. She is so sweet. She's always worrying that she's hurt someone's feelings and she's very careful to make sure people get included. Like she's just the nicest person in the whole world. I can't imagine her having amazing success and I can't imagine being feeling jealous of that but I don't know if that's an older sibling thing so you'll have to let me know in the pod squad if you would be willing to share if you have feelings of jealousy towards a sibling, I would want to know what your birth order is. I wonder if that impacts it. There's a great book called The Birth Order Book. I can't think of the name of the author at the moment, but if I do, I'll put it in the show notes because it's a really good book. I was listening to it on Audible and I'll put a code to the Audible link too because I think you get like a free month if with the link or something. So I'll put that in there too. If you've never listened to a book on Audible, but you listen to podcasts, get your life right. Let me tell you, you can speed up the author's voice too. Cause sometimes I don't know what it is. I don't think slow them down when they record or if it's something Audible does like, cause when I play most books, I'm like, get to the point already. Speak faster. So I almost, I speed up like every audible book I listen to almost every single audible book, rare exceptions. I really love listening to Mel Robbins. I love the way she does an audible book right now. I am listening to, I know you guys have asked it's called business made simple by Donald Miller. So good. You don't even have to be a business owner to listen to this book. If you are in a corporate setting, if you work for someone else, like this is a must listen book. It's just like how to make yourself completely invaluable. Like, so it's great for any employee, any business owner. If if you work for someone else, like it's just a phenomenal book. Okay. So yeah, sibling rivalry and the whole Jamie Lynn Spears and Britney Spears thing. Like I know that's pop culture and I usually don't talk pop culture on my show, but like I said in that episode, I just feel so bad that because I know these are two people who are in pain. I usually don't feel bad for like celebrity beefs or whatever when they do stupid things, etc. And I feel like if people are on TV, like, you know, you kind of deserved, you, not that you deserve, but you, you just have to know that goes with the territory that people are going to talk about you. And I know that happens with me. I know I'm in the public eye. I, I post a lot of 
content. So people are going to talk about me. People are going to, some people are going to hate me and they're going to write a rude podcast review. And some people are going to leave rude comments on YouTube. But for the most part, you know, I try not to pay attention to those things because when you do, it changes you. You filter yourself. And when you filter yourself, you're less authentic and you're definitely less happy. And you're just always thinking like, what do people think of me? And I just won't, won't ever do that. So I will ignore, I will delete. And I don't want to see those comments unless it's like, you know, something I need to be aware of something I should change, something I should like consider doing differently, doing better then I will do that. A perfect example of that is when the whole George Floyd thing happened and I did a lot of podcast kind of unraveling how that was so complicated for how business owners needed to respond and race relations. And, you know, I got some feedback that in those first couple of episodes, I sounded defensive and I sounded like I was, I don't know, ill-informed, etc. So, I definitely listened to that and I did a lot of reading and I did a lot of work and I was, I'm very open to feedback, but if you're going to give me feedback on who I am, my personality, whatever, or you just have your own take on something, I don't need to see that because it'll just, it'll ruin my day. There's nothing I can do about it. And I don't want to filter myself. I don't want to change myself. I don't want to be less of who I am. I don't want to dim my light. I don't want to, you know what I mean? So I want to be authentic. And that's really important to me. But I just feel so bad for these two sisters. Because like I said, in whatever was that Wednesday's podcast, I just feel bad for two sisters who are having going through a really rough patch. And I can't imagine the whole world taking one sister's side and the whole world has taken the entire planet has taken Brittany's side on this. And I just feel bad for both of them. I feel really bad. I really do feel bad for both of them. So anyways, I am going to be launching the Patreon. I'm really excited about that. I am trying to figure out what day. So there'll be an extra episode that'll show up for those of you who join the Patreon. And I think the best day to, you'll have to let me know inside the pod squad, but I think the best day to, to release those episodes would be on Saturdays. And then I'm also going to be doing for one of the tiers, I'm going to be doing zoom, like at least one zoom a month where it's going to be like, you know, grab an adult beverage and we're just going to chat. And what I think is going to be super fun about that is that's going to be like a more advanced tier. And I don't expect that many people will join that tier. So I think it'll be kind of a fun, smaller, intimate group. We'll see. I'm just excited about doing that and spilling the tea or drinking the cocktails or whatever it is we're going to do. And my birthday is on February 2nd. I'm not sure when you're listening to this, but she's a groundhog's baby. I don't like a big deal to be made about my birthday. And I don't know why that is. I think it has to do with the fact. I don't know why. I don't know. It's weird. I guess I think I've mentioned this before. I feel like every day is a party. And I feel like when you have a birthday, it's nice to be, I like to be acknowledged with words. That's really important to me. I love words. I love words of affirmation. I love meaningful things. You know, that then I feel seen. That's just all that I want. It's all I've ever wanted. I I'm not a gift girl. 
I don't like gifts. I don't like parties in my honor. I don't like attention in my honor. I know you're saying, what? No, I really don't. I don't like being the center of attention. I'm okay with being the center of attention, but I don't need to be it. You know what I mean? And by that, I mean, I'm okay if you need to hand me the mic or if we're at a party and somebody's got to be, you know, the MC or tell a story or entertain people. Like, I'm totally good with that. I just don't need to be it. Does that make sense? And I think sometimes maybe some of this uncomfortableness stems from the fact that, like, birthdays are really, really, really big deal to my mom for us kids. Like she's already started with me like a month ago. What are you doing for your birthday? I'm like, nothing probably. I'm actually working on my birthday. I have to do a keynote. And she's like, okay, so what, what are you doing special? I'm like, nothing, nothing. I don't need anything. Like every day is special. I don't need a special day. Like you did all the work. <laughs> I was just born. I had nothing to do with it. You did all the work. Like we should celebrate you. Like that's how I feel about birthdays. But she, it's always a big deal and like getting the gifts and you know, our birthdays when we were growing up, I sound like such an ungrateful little twit right now, but she did such an awesome job. She did when we were growing up of just like having these amazing birthday parties and they were just like, very thoughtful. She always made a big deal about her birthdays. And it's weird though, that now I'm kind of like uncomfortable when people make a big deal about my birthday. The only thing that I want is words of affirmation. So if you want to send, you, you know what you could do? This is what I, I asked for last year. And it was an amazing gift. And that is let me know by writing a podcast review, which episode you loved and why. Cause that's, a gift to me, but it's also a gift to other people who are considering subscribing to the show and maybe they want to know what episode to start with. So you could do that, but don't send me anything. I don't mind getting gifts from people who like really know me if it feels like it's something special. I love handmade gifts from people who know me. I don't like it when people I don't know send me handmade gifts. I mean, it's not that I don't like it. I just, I don't know what to do with them. You know, and, and so, and also because I'm trying to be a minimalist, kind of, a little bit, but not really. I don't know what to do with those things. You know what I mean? And so I saw that conversation in our pod squad. Somebody was like, can I get Shalene's, does anyone know Shalene's mailing address? By the way, my mailing address is, where can you find it? Do you want me to just read it to you? Because I don't care if you guys send me stuff, it's great. Okay, don't let me forget to give you my mailing address. You know what I'll do? I'll just put it, I'm not going to read it. I'll put it in the show notes in case you want it. But so someone was saying like, hey, do you guys know Shalene's mailing address? Because I want to send her something. And I love that a bunch of you chimed in and were like, you know what? Maybe don't send her anything because she's trying to like have less clutter. And then other people were like, well, that's not nice. How do you know what she's going to send her? Like let her send her whatever she wants to send her. Shalene's a big girl. She can figure out if she wants to get rid of it, donate it or keep it, whatever. I thought that was a pretty, I just love the exchange because they, everyone was very positive with each other. And I loved seeing those opinions back and forth. I'm like, this is fun. I'm not sure who that was. And if I received the thing that that person sent, but someone did send me these super cool, I guess you could call it an invention. Okay. I'm going to try to describe it. I'll post a picture of it up on my Instagram stories too on Friday. So you can see it. Don't let me forget to do that remind me in the pod squad if I have forgotten to post this. Maybe I'll just post it in the pod squad. Anyways, they are these like fake gems. So they look like a diamond, like a diamond the size of, I would say, um, a silver dollar, like a fake gem. You know what I mean? Almost like a, a paperweight, like a big diamond, like a big, you know, like the size of 
like I said, a silver dollar in circumference, but a 3D diamond, okay? But the bottom of it is flat, so the head of the diamond can lay flat on the table. And the tip of the diamond, it seems to me she has drilled a hole and then put these special tweezers that are have like flat rounded ends. And then she's developed this like ring that goes around the tweezers. I know this is hard to picture, so you'll have to see the video. But anyways, what they are is she's developed like she was saying, you know, if you have a difficult time putting lashes on with tweezers or long nails, etc., this is the perfect solution. You don't have to have anything sharp near your eyes. They're dull on the end. Plus, a lot of us wear our lashes multiple days. Like I, I usually wear mine like two days. And so what do you do with those lashes? I stick them on things. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll stick it on this post-it note or I'll stick it on the mirror or I'll stick it on wherever I've ripped them off. Like if I'm watching Netflix with Brett, I'll just like rip off my lashes and I lay them on the, you know, coffee table. And then in the morning, Brett's like, what is this? Or he'll just throw them away. How dare he? Anyways, and so she has designed these. So when you take your lashes off, it comes in a set of two. You just put your little lash at the end of the tweezery things. Anyways, she sent that to me and along with a, a video, and I don't know if this is someone who listens to the podcast. I feel like I'm not sure she does, but anyways, I wanted to give her like a bunch of business advice and I thought that was, that was a pretty cool gift. I, I thought that was awesome. I'm keeping those. I'm keeping those. So back to the subject of my birthday. Anyways, I, I don't like it for people to make a big deal about my birthday. I do like to have my kids either write me cards. My favorite is when my friends either send me a letter, like my best friend, Dr. Michaela, I see her almost every single freaking day. And she sends me cards in the mail, like probably like once a month, she sends me a card and it's just like she knows like, and she just will thank me for little things like our friendship and how much fun she has like laughing and singing and you know and just how we feel like sisters and that's someone who really knows me and that's all that I would ever want I don't need any expensive gifts like letters even from my kids that's all that I need and so maybe that's part of it like my mom is such a gift buyer she's so that must be her love language I just have to assume that's her love language because she just, I need your sizes. I need that. And it's just like, mom, I, I, I don't know how to, cause one year I did tell her, mom, you don't, don't buy me gifts. Okay. Because if it's something I need or I want, I'm just going to buy it myself. I really can. I don't want you spending your money on that. So please, I just know that all I need for my birthday or Christmas or anything is your love. If you want to write me a lovely card, like that's what I want. And then my dad came to me and he was like, you know, that really hurt your mom's feelings because she loves buying you gifts. You don't understand how much she loves it. And I was like, oh man, I feel bad. So I apologized. And sometimes you just have to remember that the gift is something someone does because it makes them feel good, you know? And that's the point of receiving it. And so I'm less weird about receiving gifts now because of that exchange with my mom and my dad. My dad's always the one to like smooth things. He's such a great communicator. I mean, they're both great communicators, but like I wouldn't have known that that upset my mom. And I don't even know if my mom knows that, that he told me that, but you know, I was like, Oh, I get it now. Like I told, I thought I was just being 
conscientious and trying to make life easier for her. I didn't want her to have to spend money or run around shopping and things like that. But, you know, what I didn't realize is I was kind of robbing her of her joy and it gives her great joy to buy gifts. So there you go. But it's also very interesting that when I have picked up on what she did for us and I did that for my kids. (laughs) So birthdays were a really big deal for my kids. And we have this tradition where on the morning that they woke up, when they would go to bed at night, we would go and buy a couple dozen balloons. This is from the time they were born. And we'd buy a couple dozen balloons. And when they woke up in the morning, the balloons would be like every foot or so, there'd be a balloon, 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 balloon tied to the banister of our staircase. So as they came out of their bedroom, there'd be a balloon and then there'd be this like row of balloons all the way going down the staircase. And then we would decorate their chair in the kitchen for breakfast with like, you know, big birthday balloons, etc., and a crown, etc., or whatever, and a sash, you know, and then we'd have a present there. And, and I went way over the top with their birthday parties. Like I can't even, you guys. Okay. So let me tell you about this one party I threw for Sierra. This is, I think, I don't think I've told this story before, but she was, I don't remember what age she was. I think it was a Justin Bieber themed party. Pretty sure. So we had these like giant Justin Bieber life-size cutouts. And I did this huge arch of purple balloons and everything was purple and white. Cause that was like Justin's color at the time. And you know, the girls dressed in like white jean jackets and purple hoodies. And I got them all like hoodies and it was so extravagant this party. I can't even tell you. And are you ready for this? Okay. I know you're going to be like, Oh yeah, must be nice to have that kind of money. Well, listen, Hey, I worked hard and I wanted to spend it on my kids and my kids friends. So judge if you will, but for each kid, when they left, they got a pair of high end roller skates. I kid you not. Every girl when they left got a pair of roller skates. What? What the what? That's insane. <laughs> and then I remember like, I don't know, a couple years ago, Sierra was reminiscing about how great one of her girlfriends that she grew up with, how awesome her birthday parties were. I'm like, hold up. Wait a second. Her parties were awesome. You left with like a little paper bag with some two cent candies in there. Uh, have you forgotten the extravagant extent to which your mother threw birthday parties. I mean, there were some crazy parties, you guys. Like the roller skate one, that wasn't even the craziest. There were some other crazy parties, ridiculous, over the top, stupid. I don't know if it was stupid, but like I just think about how kids don't need that. You know, they just don't. They really don't. When we were broke, this is a funny story. Oh my God. Okay. So when we were really broke, it was probably one of the best parties. And we were like in one of our first houses. And this is like, this is when we were in debt (laughs) and we threw a party for Brock and all these kids came over from his little school and I had planned like activities outside for them. Like, you know, like kickball or whatever, like just little activities. I would say Brock was probably in first grade, second grade, maybe. Yeah. Like first, just, yeah, no first grade. Yeah. Probably first grade. And so, you know, I had like all these like little activities, like, you know, basketball or whatever, like just little games outside, nothing fancy whatsoever. There's no party favors. There's nothing special about this party. I didn't send a extravagant invitation. I, you know, probably sent evites or something out at the time. Anyways, 
all these kids co-ed show up to Brock's house for the party. It never freaking rains in Southern California. Well, it rains. It's pouring down rain. So now I got to figure out how to entertain these kids inside our house without ha- having them just like run all over. And I'm just like trying to think on my feet as fast as I possibly can. So I came up with this idea and Brock is still traumatized by it where I had all the kids sit around in a circle and we blindfolded them with just like random things we had around the house. And then we had them taste weird things and try to figure out what it was that they just tasted. And I put like ketchup on a plate and mayonnaise and just like gross, weird combinations of foods. And then made the kids like taste the food. (laughs) It was horrible. But it was so funny. I thought it was so funny. And the kids were all just like traumatized. And Brock was like, Mom, do you remember that party where you made us like eat weird foods out of the fridge? That was the party. It just makes me laugh. The difference between the parties I threw for Sierra. And then poor Brock. His friends had to eat like weird food from our fridge. Anyways, birthdays. Yeah, so I I did and do still go like way over the top for my kid. I don't now so much anymore for their birthdays because I told them, all right, once you're 18, there's no more balloons on the stairs. But if they're here and it's their birthday, I'm going to have to do the balloons. And Brett's always like, really? Are you serious, Shalene? We're we're going out right now, seven o'clock on a Thursday night to go buy balloons for our adult kid. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. I'm like, well, I know, but what if they're sad? You know, anyways, we did get to see Bob this week which is great. He's doing good. Again, he's declined in some ways in terms of like his memory, but in other ways it's better. I've said that a couple of different times I know, but he did call Brett by his name. We took him out to yesterday, the day before, the day before we took him out to breakfast. And I did notice, however, he was really struggling with utensils you know, but they also set down three utensils. So they gave him a, you know, fork, spoon, and knife. And, and I'm not sure if that's new or if we just kind of worked around that when he was living with us, I would always just give him like the only utensil he needed. Like we cut his food up, you know, all those things. And even when we went to breakfast, you know, I just cut up his pancakes and stuff, but he had a spoon and fork still next to him or actually, and the knife because I used my own utensils to cut up his food and then just handed him his food. And something like that even, you know, I don't say, Bob, let me cut up your food for you because he's still aware enough that that, he'd be like, what? You know what I mean? I got it, I got it. So I just said, can I have a few bites first? And he's like, sure, you know, and I just cut up his food. So it's thing, little things like that you learn to help them maintain their dignity. But anyway, so I cut up his food, hand it to him and he struggled, like first he picked up his knife and I think, you know, Brett was just like, oh, dad, try this one. You know, didn't say don't use that or whatever. Or can I borrow your knife? Like you just do creative ways to redirect. And I, so I saw him struggling like with which utensil to use. And Brett and I also noticed a couple of times he used his hands to eat, which was unusual. That was kind of a new thing, you know, and pancakes aren't with syrup are not exactly finger food, let's just say. But he also knew to like wipe his hands on his napkin, you know, and it was pretty easy. Like when he did that, you know, we would just go, oh, you could use this if you want. Try it with this. It's probably easier with this and hand him the fork. Just remind him to use a fork. But that was kind of interesting and new. His wife 
says, so she sees him, you know, and, or we see him, and she has said that he has been very sad with her lately. So that's kind of a new thing, and I'm not sure what's going on there, but he just looks really healthy, and he's doing well. And the place where he lives feels safe to him. You know, he wants to get back. He wants us, all right, guys, you, you know, you need to go before it gets dark. Like, you know what I mean? So it's become safe for him. But, you know, he also, like, as I've said from the beginning, his wife, Debbie, is his obsession. And that's a lot of pressure on her. It's a lot of, it's hard for her to, you know, handle that. And I can only imagine, I can't imagine what that feels like because he, like I said, even when he lived, doesn't matter where he is. If she is out of his sight for two seconds, that's his obsession. And I notice with a lot of the men, and there aren't that many, in the place where he lives, they're all kind of like obsessed with their wives. You know, like, where are they? What are they doing? When are they coming back? You know, like these interesting kind of dynamics. So that's something that is hard because we can't help him with that. And one of the doctors said, "Mm, especially for men with Alzheimer's, if this starts, like if you've got a dad or someone in your life, a male who has Alzheimer's and they are kind of obsessed or fixated on one person, like a wife or girlfriend, whatever, or even like their mom, that tends to stay intact all the way to the end. Like there's sometimes like one person who they will never forget. You know, I think he forgets that he has sons. I think that he, you know, he forgets these things. When he sees us, he knows, even this last time, like he saw me and he hugged me so hard. I literally was like, he's going to break one of my ribs. And he's just like, I love you. God, you're a good person. (laughs) You know, and I felt it. Like I really felt like it was a love that I think has deepened which is interesting. I think his love for me has deepened during the time that he lived with us. And I could be wrong. I don't know. Maybe it's just a hug. You know what I mean? But by the same token, he wouldn't know my name. If Brett said there's Shalene, he would know that. And he knows, he said Brett's name, which is kind of a surprise to us. But if we asked him, he wouldn't know I don't know if he's forgotten the words to describe our relationship or if he just doesn't know how we're connected. Like, I don't know if he's forgotten that the way you describe our relationship is this is my daughter-in-law or this is my son, or if he's forgotten those words or if he's no longer understands that concept or if he's forgotten it. I don't know, but I definitely know he still knows we are familiar and safe. And so that's a good thing. Okay, so later today... No, actually, tomorrow, tomorrow, I am going to see a a healer. I've never done that before, but I've had a couple of friends who are like, you should try it. So I don't have any personal recommendations for this woman that I'm going to see. I have, I have no idea what this is going to be like, and I, I don't even know why I decided to do this. But there are certain people who I believe are they have a gift from God and they have a voice. They have a calmness. They have an intuition. They have a connection that when you're in their presence, you just feel like they understand, they know 
you feel calm, and you can sometimes feel even more connected to God. And I've always wanted to find somebody like that because that's very different from therapy, right? Like, so I don't think you would necessarily, I personally, maybe you would, I wouldn't necessarily go to a healer to work through a trauma, but I might couple that with therapy. And I don't know why I'm called to go see this woman, but I am. And I'm really curious to see how it's going to go. And it's far. I think she's like, 45 minutes away from me in Southern California. Like nobody travels more than 20 minutes to do anything. So that's kind of weird that I'm going to do that, but I'm excited to see how that goes. And I'll, I'll keep you posted and let you know what comes of it and, and what I thought of it. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for my things I wanted to share with you guys. I love you. Thank you for tuning in on Fridays. Thanks for being a part of our pod squad. And thank you in advance for your birthday wishes And thank you in advance for those of you who will be part of our Patreon community. It's super exciting. All right. I love you. I mean it. And I'll talk to you soon. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along. The Shaleen Show is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. The Shaleen Show is released every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.